You're listening to our weekly podcast, Getting in the Word with Stuart Guthrie. Stuart is the teaching pastor of Family Bible Fellowship of Ridgeville in Early Branch, South Carolina. We hope to grow together with you, seeking real knowledge from the truth, the Word of God. Here's Stuart. Well, good morning. I'm Pastor Stuart Guthrie with Getting in the Word. I'm so delighted to have you join us this morning. I pray that these devotions are such an encouragement to you, and I pray you'll take them and share them. We are partners in the gospel, and the desire is to get the Word out to as many people as possible. If you find them helpful, most likely someone else will find them helpful as well. Today's message comes from the book of Nehemiah, chapter 4, verses 1 to 8. I've entitled it, Feeble but faithful. Uh, This morning as we look at the book of Nehemiah, I'm just so encouraged as we face these difficult days. I mean, it honestly seems that the enemy is winning. They, they, They hate the excellent work that we do in the name of Christ. The world doesn't like the gospel. It doesn't like success within the house of God. The reality is that it does not like our joy as we face persecution. And the reality is, is it does not like the joy we have even when we face despair. Because we have hope they don't understand because they have none. If you recall in the book of Nehemiah, God had put on the heart of this man to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Listen, it was an impossible task without the help of God and God's direction. But because of Nehemiah's obedience, the Lord God blessed the hands of him and the people of Jerusalem. Nehemiah had been serving uh, as cupbearer to the king. And one day, Nehemiah was visited by his brother. And in their talking, Nehemiah asked him how things were going concerning the Jews and who had escaped and survived the captivity. And about Jerusalem, he asked. His brother explained, as he says this in chapter 1, the remnant there in the providence who survived the captivity are in great distress and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and his gates are burned with fire. We're told that when Nehemiah heard this, that he sat down and wept for days. He mourned for days and he was fasting and he was praying. It was evident that Nehemiah loved the sons of Israel in his hometown. He confessed his sin, the sins of the people before the Lord and asked that God would bless them and bless his time as he approached Artaxerxes the king. And so as he went to deliver up the cup to the king, the king asked him, Why is your face sad though you're not sick? Nehemiah responded, Why should my face not be sad when the city, the place of my father's tombs, lies desolate and its gates have been consumed with fire? Listen, Nehemiah is completely heartbroken about his people and what's happened in his hometown. And so he requests from the king an opportunity to travel back and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. In Nehemiah 2.5, he addresses the king and he says, If it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor before you, send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tombs, that I may rebuild it. And we are told that the king did indeed find favor in his sight. Not only did he find favor, and not only did he send him, he provided the things that he needed to go and to help rebuild the city. Listen, when God works, when God begins to guide and direct you in your lives, listen, God will provide all that He needs, that you need to do the work He's called you to do. And He did that. 
And he placed it on the heart of Nehemiah to go and to rebuild the walls and restore the people. And that's what he did, and God used the king to do that. So Nehemiah gets credit to whom credit is due. He says here, The God of heaven will give us success, and therefore we His servants will arise and build. The reality is, is that when we are working for God, not everybody's happy with the work that we are doing for the Lord, that you are doing for the Lord. Here we see firsthand that God is indeed providing. He was guiding. He was granting success. But we're told in Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 20, that when Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem all heard that the work was being done, the text says they mocked and despised them. They hated the work that they had been doing. And they hated the people for doing the work. Even though these men despised the work that God was doing through Nehemiah and his people, the, 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 the people parted together, we're told. These enemies uh, to, to cause disruption among them. But the people of God, though, despite their scoffers, they continued to build and do what God had called them to do. Listen, sometimes the reality is people do not like what God is doing in you and through you for His glory. They may be jealous. They may be fearful that they will be uh, wrong in something that they're claiming. Maybe they'll be viewed that you are better than them. That you may be right and they may be wrong. The reality is, is they do not like what God is doing. And they will do everything in their power to discourage you from pressing forward. Listen, we should move onward. We should honor the Lord with our lives and what God is doing. We shouldn't be fearful of of the haters. Listen, haters are going to hate. Mockers are going to mock when you're doing the work of the Lord. But when we are faithfully serving the Lord for what He has called us to do, who really cares about what others think? So they built. The wall as the Lord had blessed them to do. As we approach chapter 4, we learn that God had given them great success in rebuilding the walls. The people are working together. They are building sections through partnerships. And they are accomplishing much. When everything is looking great, I want you to know the work is ridiculed. He says here in Nehemiah 4.1, When Sanballat heard that they were rebuilding the wall, He became furious and very angry and mocked the Jews. never surprises me that when God is doing something unique, people have a tendency to mock the work that God is doing. They tend to belittle it, typically because they're jealous or they want to get the credit for it rather than trusting God to get the credit for it. They will become angry. They will do everything in their power to to give you a bad reputation and hinder the work that God is doing. But listen, it's undeniable that God is at work here in these people's lives. There is absolutely no way that without the ability and power of God that they could have ever made the success to the level they did in the time they did and make it that quick that far. Listen, the enemies are so blind to the reality of what God is doing that they... They do everything in their power to stop the work. But what they fail to see is that they are not against Nehemiah and the sons of Israel. They are working against the very power of God. 
And so when we see Sanballat ask the question, what are these feeble Jews doing? What he should have been asking is what is this mighty God doing through these feeble Jews? Listen, God is always doing amazing things through incapable people. Let me say that again. God is always doing amazing things through incapable people. Listen, I want to encourage you today. Yes, maybe you're not 100% theologically accurate in every area of your life as a young believer, but you do indeed have the gospel. You can give the testimony of what God has done in your life through you and for you for His glory. You can go tell people about Jesus Christ. Listen, you don't have to have all the answers. Perhaps you aren't the most incredible speaker. Neither was Moses. God used him to deliver the people There is a reality that maybe you aren't super wealthy, have tons of resources at your disposal. But listen, Nehemiah was a simple cupbearer to the king. It was an important role. But it's interesting how God didn't use his wealth, but he used the king's wealth to accomplish what God wanted to do. Yeah, maybe you don't have the the power to stand against the mighty. Maybe you don't have the stamina to stand against the impossibilities that you are facing. But let me remind you, King Asa didn't either when he stood against the Ethiopian. But he stood. He he brought himself up against them in battle formation. God won the victory. Listen, can I remind you of who God is? God is all-powerful, and He is absolutely able to accomplish in you and through you all that He wishes because God is absolutely sovereign. And if you are doing what you are doing, and the will of God is being accomplished, which I want to express that the will of God never ever contradicts the Word of God, then He can do in you and through you in spite of you. Even though you may be fable, as long as you are faithful, God will use you. So let the people mock as they did Nehemiah. We need to pray against the enemy as Nehemiah did. And more importantly, don't stop the work that God has put on your heart to do. You stand bold in the face of the enemy, trusting that the Lord will have victory. And let it be like the people of Jerusalem as we see in Nehemiah 4.6, as it says, So we, we built the wall, and the whole wall was joined together, half its height, for the people had the mind to work. Listen, we can do great things when we put our minds to it. I want to say something for just a moment, though. This wasn't some name-it-and-claim-it prosperity ideal. This, was, this wasn't some sick theological perversion of the power of your words. You have no power. The Word of God is all-powerful. Listen, this was a people that were committed to the doing the work in which God had called them to do. Their minds were focused on one thing, and that was pleasing God. They were dedicated in their mind to work because God was doing something despite their feeble abilities. And He could only be glorified because of it. Let me remind you, as you work for the Lord, as you accomplish His great mighty works through your inabilities, 
people will conspire against you, just as they did against Nehemiah and against the people of Jerusalem. Nehemiah says here in 4.8, all of them conspired together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause a disruption in it. Listen, disruptions and distractions are an actual attack of the enemy. And they will come, listen, from well-intended people. My encouragement to you today is this. Stop listening to man. And listen to the Word of God. God has given you His special written revelation. He needs no man to speak on His behalf for you. You have the Word of God. He has given you everything pertaining to life and to godliness. What? In His living and active Word. Listen, let distractions and disturbances come. That's fine. But don't entertain them. When you're doing the word of will of God, they will come. And it's our job to rely and to trust on God in the face of those enemies. And so I love what he says here in Nehemiah 4.9, but we, we pray to our God. After all he's facing, just simply says they pray. And because of them, we set up guards against them day and night. They relied on God through prayer and trusting, but they also prepared for battle. And that is what you and I must do to serve the Lord as we allow God to do great and mighty things through our lives, through our incapabilities. And so today, I want to encourage you to be bold for Christ. If you are the one that's causing distractions and disturbances, I would suggest, listen, you put down your swords and your attacks and trust Christ. Switch sides. Because listen real close. I know the end results. And you lose in the end. Christ wins. Christ's people, they win. So pick this day, listen, whom you will serve. But for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And God will use the feeble things of this world and use them for mighty powers, for His glory. Not that you might be glorified. Not that you can say, look at me how spiritual I am. No, so that you might say, only God could do what He's doing. I pray you're encouraged today. If you have a chance, visit us this Sunday in person. We meet at 11 o'clock, and we would love to have you join us. God bless you, and have a great day. This has been Getting in the Word with Pastor Stuart Guthrie. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. And be sure to visit us online at familybiblefellowship.org. And come see us in person on Sundays at 11 a.m.